0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode I want to talk about uh, building some gates for the ranch. Uh, So I actually just got um, done framing everything up, welding, cutting, um, and blending the metal, and making all the pickets and everything. Uh, I also documented some of it, so that YouTube video is actually uploading right now, so stay tuned, that one's going to go live pretty soon. Um, but yeah, um, our front gate was the basic ranch gates that you can get, you know, the farm ranch gates. Um, and it's been, it's been on there for a long time and it's getting pretty bad, right? It's really thin metal too. Um, so decided to build some new gates for the front of the branch and, uh, it started turning out pretty good. A couple interesting facts when building the gate. Um, I was using some, uh, metal. So most times when you cut metal, Um, In my case, I'm using box tubing, steel box tubing. Uh, You would use like a chop saw style abrasive cutting wheel, right? So normally when you see people cutting metal, it is actually an abrasive um, wheel that is actually essentially grinding itself through the... uh... Sorry, guys, I have the sheep. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you guys could hear that in the background, all the sheep. Um, But uh, essentially, you're using a grinding wheel to actually grind your way through the metal. Well, I'm actually using my Milwaukee uh, Skill Saw, battery operated, with a Diablo metal cutting blade. So instead of grinding my way through, I'm cutting my way through. It basically is night and day, guys. It It is quite amazing how well that blade works. Um, normally I would use a chop saw style grinding disc or wheel to grind through the metal. That's normally how you'd cut the metal. Um, but it leaves the edges very unclean and, um, the wheel at the more you use it, it gets smaller and smaller until to the point you have to replace them. So I decided to take a chance and try something different this time. So I purchased the Diablo, um, metal cutting blade. It almost looks like a regular saw blade for wood, but it's made for metal. And let me tell you guys, if you guys are trying to cut metal, that's the blade to get. It is no joke. It's just amazing. I, I cannot believe how well that blade works. I mean, things are just, you know, whoever's inventing all these things are definitely doing a good job. You know, because I'm cutting the metal with it and it's basically just like wood. I'm cutting box tubing that feels like I'm cutting wood. That's how well that blade slices and cuts right through that metal and no, like two shakes. If, if I had to estimate, if I had a wood blade on there cutting a piece of, you know, two by four or, um, you know, uh, four by four and the metal cutting blade cutting box tubing, it is, if not the same speed almost. It is, yeah, it's, I mean, maybe the wood just a hair quicker because it is softer material, but... That Diablo blade on my battery-operated skill saw from Milwaukee is just eating through metal. It is just slicing it like butter. And uh, I'm using a basic, um, nice big speed square with a clamp clamped onto the box tubing in order to give me my um, 45. Right. So I'm using the speed square essentially as a guide next to the fence on my uh, skill saw, so that way I can follow the the you know the guide. So that way, I can make a perfect forty-five every single time, and I'm basically building this on top of my twenty-foot trailer, um, because it's really nice flat surface. It's really big, um, and it's about the perfect height to work on things. So it's like a huge work table, especially when you're building a gate. Um, You know, uh, gates are usually big. Uh, In my case, our gate, the gate that I'm building is uh, what is it five? As far as the height, it is five feet six inches tall. So that's a pretty decent sized gate. And then um, the length of each gate, because it's a dual, you know, double swing gate, um, is 80 inches long. And then, uh, of course, we're using um, greasable hinges. So I, I buy the greasable hinges that have the grease nipple on them. That way I can grease the hinges over time. So that way the gate is never hung up and it's just really smooth operation. Uh, and then also, because the hinges are greasable, they won't rust out because the, there's grease in there. And then you can always just grease them as time goes on. Not only that, when you're building a gate, especially out of steel, it is very heavy, right? So you want to make sure the hinges and everything that you're using is heavy duty that can handle that. You know, obviously, if you're just putting a farm or ranch gate on, they got a little weight to them, but nowhere near you building a steel gate, you know, because it's just way more heavy duty. But yeah, um, it was turning out pretty well. I'm actually essentially using uh, two uh, Milwaukee um, battery powered grinders. Um, having one was taking too long because I'm in I'm switching between different type of um, disc or blades on top of that grinder for like smoothing out the welds and stuff. So I'm using two grinders and I basically put my different pads that i need like one is really abrasive to cut down the weld to get it you know where i need it and then the other one is more of a fine tuning polishing to blend all the metal in so that way on the 45s when i grind it down and then polish it and smooth it out it looks like it's one piece you cannot see the weld you cannot see the joint it looks very clean and very very nice so i'm using on those two because as i'm like taking down the bulk i can just switch to the other grinder really quick and i have a different um pad on there essentially that i can um switch between very quick it just cuts down on the amount of time of switching between different pads or whatever on one grinder right uh so yeah and then i built the whole gate on battery power except for the um the actual uh, welding itself um obviously i'm using a welding machine to to do that so that's running on power um, but all the power tools I have that are Milwaukee batteries, all my batteries are solar powered. They're all p- charged from my home and my home is solar powered. I'm not connected to the grid in any way. So all my power tools that I go and use, you know, pretty much daily on just regular jobs, whatever it is I'm doing, um, besides the side project I'm doing today, um, is all solar powered. So it's awesome, right? I mean, I have many chargers. I have the sequential charger for the Milwaukee. I think it holds like six batteries at a time, and then I also have four or five other rapid chargers that I wrap. You know, I throw batteries on to um, charge them up. So usually at the end of the day when I come home from work, or like today for example when I'm working on you know doing a project at the house, uh, I just throw all the batteries on the chargers, and you know they they charge up from my solar system, and then in the morning I have fully charged batteries. Actually, they get charged up pretty quick, usually within like an hour or two. And they're all charged, uh, and then in the morning, I just throw them all in my work bag and go back to work. so it's pretty cool that I know that a lot of the jobs I'm doing and the energy that I'm pulling from these batteries essentially came from my house, but also came from the solar and wind turbine system that charges my house and keeps my house running. That's a pretty cool um it's just yeah, it's just really cool, you know, knowing that you're doing a lot of work with the with solar or wind, that's how you get the power to charge the battery. I don't know. I just thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, the gates are turning out very nice. Um I still need to add the middle rail. The middle rail is for our automatic gate openers that we have at the at the front of the ranch. Um you know, you, you it's just like you just have a remote and you press the button and it opens and closes the gate. Um, so I need to add the middle bar. That's what it's going to attach to and that's also going to be the support area. Uh, cuz you don't never want to attach your automatic gate opener to a picket. Um, Because they're just too, they're they're not as structurally sound, right? So you want to have a nice, um, solid, heavy-duty bar that it attaches to. That way you have a really long um, lifespan on your gate and everything else. So that way you're not trying to repair something down the road. Um, But other than that, um, yeah. And then as far as pickets, uh, there's many ways you could um, do pickets. Uh, Usually they're either half-inch or three-quarter square box tubing right? So they're, you know, just pickets. Um, But you can buy them in um, box tubing that is a tube, meaning the inside is hollow, or you can get a solid um, box, right? The whole thing is just one solid piece of steel. Now, I like the solid pieces of steel because they're way more heavy duty. Not only that, they're a lot easier to weld to like the uh, steel box tubing you're using to build the frame of the gate because the thickness is you know, pretty similar, so you don't have to adjust anything. You don't have to change anything on your welder. You can just go right to it and start welding your pickets. But if you're using the hollow tu- um, box tubing, you know, for the pickets, that metal is a lot thinner than your box tubing that you're using to build the frame of the gate, right? And so that's where it gets tricky because you know you have to. You don't want to be blowing holes in the thin metal. So what you end up having to do is now turn down the heat from the welder in order to weld but then you know you also have to be able to weld and penetrate the heavy duty metal right so it is possible for sure um but it's just a little bit more finesse and a lot more adjusting your settings back and forth in order to do that so it's, for me it's always better if you're going to do it just keep the same thickness of metal all the way through that way you just leave your settings alone and you just you don't have to do anything with it you just keep welding nonstop um but yeah Turning out pretty good. Uh, And then I am using a rust preventative. So once I, you know, weld everything and I grind everything down and then blend the metal, make it all look nice, um, I am treating it with a rust preventative. The rust preventative um, does two things, or it's meant for for two scenarios, really. If you have existing rust, right, you would be, you know, cleaning the rust away and then treating the metal. But you can also use it for brand new metal. So in my case, I'm using all brand new steel, so I am coating it with the rust preventative. And then from there, I let it dry cure, do its thing. And then from there, I can actually paint the gate. And I'm actually painting the gate with oil base um, paint. In this case, I am using black. Most gates are black anyway. Um, but um, oil base. and I'm using three coats. Now, there's another way of um, painting your gate, essentially, would be powder coating. I don't have a powder coating machine, and I just... Don't feel like I'm ever going to buy one, to me for me to you know just do side projects. It's just not really worth it. Uh, and I don't know anyone that actually has a powder coating machine here on the island. Uh, I mean, I might be able to look around and find somebody, but you know, it's just more time, more money. And sure, it's a better, it's a better, uh, you know, um, surface, right? Of course, anything that's powder coated will usually be a lot better than your paint. But you have to weigh out the the cost and everything. Plus, it's only a gate for our property, so not a big deal, so as long as I treat the metal with the rust preventative, and then put three coats of oil-based paint, we're good to go, you know, many, many, many years, we're talking a long, long time down the road, if any rust, surface rust starts to pop up anywhere, I can easily just sand that down, take away, retreat, and repaint, and good to go, you know, because the the gate metal is pretty thick, so you can treat, and you know, um, clean it up, and continue maintaining it, you know, over, you know, a long time, a long period, but yeah, um, if you guys are looking to cut metal, I could not believe how well that blade worked. Oh, like the first time I made the first cut, I actually thought I missed the bar. Like I lined everything up, and I actually thought because I'm you know I'm looking at I'm looking at my guide as I'm pushing my skill saw across and trying to make sure I stay flush and everything, and I thought I was not even cutting through anything. I had to st- like stop and double check to see where my blade was at. i like, no way. I'm actually cutting through. I couldn't even tell. That's how well that blade cuts through metal. It's just amazing. And then I also do have um, Milwaukee uh, battery-powered bandsaws. Um, obviously, I do a lot of work with uh, metal on some different jobs. Um, usually, like, cutting really big, round um, pipe. I actually use that um, bandsaw to cut also some of the... Metal that I use to build my solar frames for the uh solar panels um so a bandsaw works very well as uh, too, but it just depends every tool has its place for sure, so I'm trying to make nice straight clean cuts that blade with the um uh, skill saw work awesome guys awesome so and I believe the price on those blades don't quote me, but I believe they're like between like twenty five like twenty twenty dollars and like thirty five dollars somewhere in there so it's not like it's the price is out of control it's like you know fair especially how well the blade works and after cutting all the metal i did to build these gates that blade is like still in pristine condition like easily can cut a ton more metal and still be okay like i could not even tell a difference from from the first time i started cutting to the end the last piece i cut after doing all that metal work it's like, can't even tell the difference. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so I also bought a backup blade that I have in my um, toolbox just in case eventually that blade um, wears out or whatever. I have a backup. But, and then the other thing is too, when you're cutting with this blade, instead of a, when you cut with an abrasive wheel or cutting wheel, it's, that's an abrasive, there's a lot of sparks because essentially it's grinding its way through the metal, right? There's a lot of sparks. Well, with the the Diablo blade I'm using on my skill saw, um, there wasn't much sparks at all. Like only like when you first like go into the cut, there was just like a couple sparks, but after that, you don't have any sparks. And then the metal is cool because it's not grinding; it's essentially cutting through. So as soon as you cut through, you can actually touch the metal and it's not hot. But if you're doing that with a um, abrasive wheel and you touch that, it's hot because it's grinding its way through. But yeah, some pretty simple um, build. Having a nice big flat surface uh, like my trailer to work on is very very nice. Really makes things easy when you want to lay things out. Uh, eventually down the road, guys, I am going to be building a garage out here. Um, it's going to be a pretty big concrete slab and a pretty big garage um, because I'm going to be able to I want to be able to park a lot of my equipment underneath there. So like the new truck that's coming, I also have my ranch truck, my trailer, my skid loader. Uh, And then we have other things that I want to park underneath as well. So um, I'm going to be building a nice big garage eventually. um, But that's a project for the future. And um, I'm pretty excited to kind of get on that project. But, eh, you know, everything in moderation. Especially with the economy the way it is right now with um, the whole, you know, um, the uh, coronavirus and everything. um, You know, I don't want to go be blowing a whole bunch of more money um, just in case I need it for a rainy day, right? Maybe in the future when things clear up a little bit with this coronavirus and things get a little bit more um um settled, then yeah, I have no problem you know, but for now, you always gotta gauge your um decisions correctly to what's happening out there right because we just never know and then I believe I spent on the box tubing we're not talking about the pickets or anything like that, just the box tubing uh they come in twenty foot sticks so twenty foot long lengths. And I believe I spent five hundred seventy three dollars on five pieces, so it's a little over obviously a hundred dollars um you know for each stick uh and then obviously I, I didn't add up the cost for the pickets or anything but um the the frame essentially was about five hundred but here's the thing too I do have i believe um two sticks left over complete twenty foot that I didn't even touch you know. So I'm going to use that for uh, another project or something down the road. I did buy extra on purpose. So that way, I, for one, I wouldn't run out. But not only that, to make sure that um, if I have another project that I can easily, um, you know, I got the material on hand. Because for me to get this material, I had to take the escalator with that trailer that I'm working on across the island to load up, to buy from the steel place, and then, you know, um, haul it all the way back home. You know, so for just for me to pick up that metal was a probably a three-hour round trip just to drive over there and pick it up and come back to where I live so I always try to pick up a little extra here and there every time I go and pick up stuff that way I start building up a small supply at my house of materials which I do have you know a range of extra materials of things not not excessive but enough to that way if I need to do a project or something real quick I have stuff on hand you know but yeah, um really nice exciting project. Now the other thing is though, normally I'm using a auto darkening um helmet, right? So meaning you can put the helmet on and it's normal and then as soon as you um start welding, the lens on the helmet will automatically darken. It's a it's a common thing now a lot of people use them and I've used them for a long time. But here's the thing. With that helmet, maybe is it, maybe there's something wrong with my auto darkening or something's not correct or something's going wrong with it or maybe I just need a new one. But it's getting so dark that I I have a hard time even seeing the weld or where I'm welding. It's so dark. And you can change the sensitivities and everything. I change all that. And it doesn't seem to to affect it in any way. And so what I ended up doing was buying, you can buy these sunglasses. They look just like sunglasses. Except they're the flip up kind. So underneath is the protective lens, just like clear for whatever to see. Then all you do is you flip down the lens and then you can weld. And I was able to obviously see my weld very nice and make some really, really nice clean welds and obviously not waste a whole lot of welding material, welding nonsense or building the weld up too high for no reason because I'm going to be grinding down a lot of it, right? Now, the, odd, the adverse effect of it is that that's not a hood, right? So it doesn't essentially protect my face. It protects my eyes. So right now I feel like I have sunburn. I'm actually red on the face right now. Um, because it's a uh, welding glasses it's not a welding hood right so my face is really really wet um red from essentially getting sunburnt from the welds that i was doing um yesterday and today uh, but i know they have um like um what do you call it like a um hood that you could slip on to so i might go buy a hood or either that or I'll just go buy another auto darkening helmet because i think there's something wrong with mine because it'll get so dark that i cannot see what i'm doing like even when i'm welding it's like what the hell's going on here and then i don't like that because i can't see what i'm welding and i want to make a nice clean weld because i remember i was doing a project like a couple weeks ago welding something very simple like a really small weld and i had the auto darkening on and i could not see the weld and i pull the helmet up and i'm like i completely i made a bead yeah i made a bead for sure But it's like I completely missed the joint because I couldn't see. And I thought I was in the joint. (laughs) So, but yeah, those glasses definitely work very, very well. um, But it just doesn't protect your face. So you want to keep that in mind if you are planning on buying those glasses. Um, I love them. Like they're super, super nice. But my face is sunburned now from all the, you know, the, the heat and the sparks and everything coming off the welding. But yeah, anyway, guys, definitely check out the YouTube video. It's going to go live very soon here. And you guys can kind of see, you know, what I did to end up, you know, how I made this essentially and what it looks like. And I hope you guys liked the video. I'm going to be making some more videos on different things coming up. Um, Just stay tuned, guys. And thanks for tuning into the podcast. I'll see you guys on the next one.